Amen. Thankful for that rock of ages this morning. Hallelujah. God bless you, each and every one. We just welcome you all into the house of God. Wonderful to see each and every one of your faces and those that have joined with us online. We just pray God will richly bless you this morning. I like to sing, I keep listening for a different sound. There's a listening to a service this morning, uncertain sound, and this song came to mind. We have a lot of uncertainty in the world today, but there's one place that we can be resting and assured, and that's in Jesus Christ, and we're so thankful for that. He gave us His Word. He gave us His promise. He gave us His assurance. He promised He'd never leave us or forsake us. Aren't you thankful for that? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's sing the first verse. We hear about the wars, see famine in the land. There's questions in the children's eyes, trouble in the east to get over. The whole world is shaking. There's no sure place to stand, and mournful sounds are heard throughout. But let's sing that last verse again. Maybe we can all stand together. I remember the preacher saying, Amen. You know, we're message folks, message believers. We've had a prophet visit this age, and he's told us all about what's coming down the road. What's here today, he told us about it 50, 60, 70 years ago. We're standing on something that the world can't stand on. We're not listening to an uncertain sound. We've got a certain sound. It's the voice of Jesus Christ preaching through the prophet to us today, the bride receiving his word. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Let's sing this together. I remember the preacher saying, Son, it shall come to pass. Oh, see the bright light shine it's just about home time there's a light in the window shining there I can't see you. 
Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord Jesus. We bless your name, O oh God. We magnify your holy name, Lord Jesus. Thank you, O oh God. Have your way this morning, O oh God. Have your way. May your presence move in our midst, O oh God. We worship you, Lord. We lift your name, Lord Jesus. We lift your name, O oh God. We worship you, O oh Father. You hold our lives, Lord Jesus. Blessed be your name, Father. Thank you, Lord God. Amen. Amen. Brother Ed, would you like to come? picture and Brother Kullenbrunner who's just gone to be with the Lord uh, he had this in his office for about 30 years and uh, he had it there and he called Johnny his son uh, to come in just before he died into the room and he said I would like you to take that off the wall and send it to Brother Biscoll. And uh, he wrote a, a short letter with it, which I will not read. But he sent it to uh, he sent it to me because I had prayed a prayer at the close of a service, and he wanted me to have it. And this is what I had prayed: Heavenly Father. We've come to the closing moments of this service, of this time, and we feel very connected to the eternal. You are our Father. And all things are within your hands. And you you just deal with us so tenderly. You show us your will. You tell us we will fulfill it all. We shall do it, O oh God. And we are so thankful that you allowed us to have this piece of eternity here in this time and you've allowed this message to be merged with the eternal, with the eternal realm. Oh God, may the people see it, Father. May they go out of here walking, knowing that they are eternal sons and daughters of the living God. Yes, we are here for a very short time, but we are eternal beings. 
We are eternal sons and daughters of the, of the Lord. Lord, when, you, when we greet one another, let it be a full understanding that comes our way. In Jesus Christ's name, we dismiss now. We pray uh, to be witnesses of the eternal realm. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. And that was the closing prayer that I had prayed in a service that I preached. The Son of Man is here to complete God's plan. And uh, that was by Brother Ed Biscoll on January the 16th, 2016. 2019 at Cloverdale Bible Way. So it was here. And I have here, I was just uh, streaming our service from here, and Brother Murphy said, and I was very moved by what he preached, and he said, why did you say that to that person? want to let that be impressed on you. Why did you say that to that person? We fight not against flesh and blood. But the reason we said that is because uh, you are the only one with the key. That's what he was preaching on, the key person, the person with the key. And he said, how small that key is, and yet what a big door it opens to all of the treasures that's inside. And God has opened up his treasure chest to us. We thank him with all the eternal thanksgiving we can give. And today we are here. I want to have you remember the people who are suffering from Ukraine. My grandparents came from Ukraine, from Lvov, and they came as immigrants and refugees. But they came to Hamburg and they took a boat to Halifax. And uh, one grandfather he had fought and spent some time in the Crimean War. And that is one of the places that Mr. Putin wants, and he doesn't want it mentioned, but uh, by name, but Crimea is, is a part of the Soviet Union now. And uh, what he wants is, we happen to have a church. This congregation built a church, and we reached out to all the people who write in to us, and uh, we talked about the church. And uh, I said to the people in, in, in Russia, in uh, Ukraine, if you will build it, your building, we will give you the money to buy the materials. 
but we want you to do an exact. He had an accountant in his church, and they kept track of every penny that went out and went in and went out of the building. And I was to the dedication of the church. Brother Gerd Rollwald was to the church also. And they bought a, a, a van for the pastor, and he doesn't even have a driver's license to drive. He does now. And uh, so I want you to say, why did you say that to that person? God knows why you said it. He had you here to say it. And uh, well, I want you to take it very seriously. Uh, and why am I saying this? Why am I praying this prayer? Why have I showed this to you? This, I took this off my wall right under my mother's picture. And she was only 32 when she passed away. I remember the day very, very well being called out of school, out of grade two. And I walked out and my sister, she was 11, and she was standing there, and he's a big, tall fellow. And he said, Brother Eddie, he said, I've come to tell you that Jesus has called your mother and uh, she has gone to be with him. And, uh, and I, I, I didn't even understand, I didn't know what that meant, but she had passed away. And uh, at 32, but yet I realize all of that, why am I saying that to you? I'm saying that because it means something today. And I, I have the brother, brothers, they have left uh, Ukraine and they came to Canada, Canada accepted them and they, they are not very far from where our brother Hildebrand's relatives are. And he knows the town where my mother was born, Alvina, Saskatchewan. So, I am somewhat connected to the people that are leaving and walking a hundred. They said that there's about five million people that will be refugees. I want to do whatever I can. I said last night, I said, well, I have the hole upstairs. I have a double bed. I have food in the house, a warm house, and they can come and stay here. I will call them, and I tried to get the phone numbers last night, but I, I'm going to do that today, Lord willing. And I ask you to pray for them and rem remember them. Maybe there's someone else that uh, they came under the influence of my father, and he wrote them and told them he'd been delivered from that Catholic system. And why did you say that to that person? Well, I don't know. I do not know. But God knows. 
our Father knows. And so we are going to hear our, our brother today. and that she had hurt her ribs and the pain was uh, very bad so the doctors had done all she could do she turned on the service from the camp I believe it was uh, the Saturday service that she watched or Friday night service she says it really touched me she says I rose up and possessed my inheritance and healing came She's, she accepted it, and it's com she's made completely whole. We just want to give God the glory for that. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So a couple of prayer requests. Brother Sterling's asking prayer for his, um, his mom in Quebec. The doctors have only given her a couple of months to live. Uh, she's, got, she's 91 with kidney failure. Brother Sterling has planned a trip for May, and he's just asking God to intervene and that he might be able to see his mom again. So we just want to pray for Brother Sterling in that situation. And Sister Grace Beattie is also asking prayer for Sister Amelia's two sons, David and Franco. They are both really sick and need a touch from the Lord. And also for her brother Mark, Sister Grace's brother Mark um, has been fighting arthritis in his body and is in quite pain quite a bit. So we just want to take those before the Lord in prayer. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, you are our Father. And we call you Father. And we wish to introduce you to those that don't know you that they might know you through the salvation of the Calvary. And we pray that you will bless, O oh God, this service. This is the Lord's day. We have gathered uh, to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we are celebrating also the resurrection of the believers, the bride of Jesus Christ. All glory be to you. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray that you will remember these requests as our brother Nathan has read them. And we pray, although some of these people are elderly, they are suffering in their body. Our sister Elner is here standing, and she has received her inheritance. We thank you for that, oh God. We thank you for that, and we pray there will be others that will reach out in faith and receive the touch of God. We pray, we pray that, Lord, I pray that I will be strengthened. 
As the people have gathered together and they have prayed, we thank you, oh God, for the good things of this life and that we are at peace. But there are some that are refugees. They don't know where they will be staying tonight. They don't know where their children are and wives don't know where their husbands are. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus, you'll protect them as a witness. And may our prayer go ascend to the Almighty God. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we ask it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Our deacons now, they wish to take up the time, tithes and offerings. blessing. Appreciate our pastor. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Faithful soldier and example. Amen. We're going to have Sister Brianna. If she'd come and get ready to sing, that would be wonderful. Brother Joseph, I think we're going to have to delay your special to a, maybe Wednesday night or something, if that'd be okay. Amen. I think that was everything we needed to. Oh yes, there's a, an announcement here from Brother Tom and Sister Kim Frey. The Frey and Kirana families would like to thank everyone who is able to join us, both in person and on Zoom, for the marriage of Jonathan and Rhea. Thank you, and God bless you, Brother Tom Frey. Thank you, Brother Tom. Amen. speak the name of Jesus over you in your hurting in your sorrow I will ask my God to move I speak the name cause it's all that I can do in desperation I'll seek heaven and pray this for you I pray for your healing that circumstances would change I pray that the fear inside would flee in Jesus name I pray that a breakthrough would happen today I pray miracles over in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. 
Sing that in Jesus' name we press on. Let's stand together and just worship the Lord. In this atmosphere of worship, we worship the Lord Jesus Christ. We lift his name. We press on in Jesus' name.
bow our heads in a word of prayer. Our dear and gracious Heavenly Father, we have come to the house of the living God to worship you, the true, unveiled Christ. This one that has come forth, Lord. You're not a dead God, but you're a living God and you're living amongst the people. But not only are you living amongst the people, you are living in a people. For the hours come, Lord, that we can say, glorify thy son, that thy son might glorify thee. And so, Lord, we're looking to you to inspire your word. But not only give us inspiration, Lord, give us revelation that is contained within it. And Father, as we move forward in the faith to this great body change, let us not look to the left or to the right, but look to the promise of God. We are closer now than we've ever been, as Paul has said, within the scripture. Let us not get distracted. Look at the affairs around us. We want to look up knowing our redemption is indeed drawn nigh. We live this life, but we live for that life. We live for that change, Lord, that we are to put on. For we have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. We don't want to forget it. We just don't want to put in time. We want to press the battle. We want to take you at your word. We are the church triumphant. We are the church victorious. We are not a church defeated. We are the literal spoken word bride of Jesus Christ. I pray, Father God, that you'll inspire speaker and hearer this morning. Let us not fall into the dull drums of quotes. Let us, Lord, move into the reality of that living word, that quote, living in a people. We ask it in Jesus' name for your glory and for your honor. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Who is the church of the living God this morning? Amen. I am tired, really tired, as we see the events take place, that we actually get a little bit lower, but we should be a little bit more pressing within the, in the promises of God. We've had a great camp. We had a great testimony service, but we don't want to leave it at Wednesday night or at last week at camp because God doesn't give us a word just to sit here and say, oh, isn't that great? It is to take the promise of God and to move on with it. Brothers gave me a bad time for bringing so much armor to the pulpit. But all that is in here too. And um, I trust it's in here too. And that's what we really want. It's not just as I just bring this because this is my security blanket. <laughs> yeah, I probably, you, you know me, you see me bring all these, all these to, the, uh, to the pulpit all the time. You say, well, Brother Tom, you've never really even taken those books and read them. Well, they're actually in my message, but I got it there because in the old days they used to say, where'd you get that quote? What page was it on? What paragraph was it here? But that, we've moved on because that word now is living in us, moving us to a body change. And uh, we see the different affairs that are taking place. And maybe have your seats for a moment. I'm going to be standing all this time. I know some brothers keep people standing. I don't know why they do that, but torture them. I don't know. But we did indeed have a wonder ca wonderful camp. We did. I, uh, I enjoyed Brother Andrew Glover immensely. 
And I know the brothers did on the platform. I came back to church here, and Brother Tim said, how was the preaching going? He said, I saw four preachers on that platform. And uh, I tell you what, we, we got all inspired. In fact, my voice still hasn't come back. But I don't know whether it's something other than that, but who knows. But we'll, we'll just say I, we praise the Lord. You know, the, the, the marvelous thing about this message, it's alive. Uh, you know, and that's why I don't get it with people. They sit back and, you know, hey, Milko, we're not that way. Come on. We're, we're people that actually are in battle, and we do battle work. And I'm battling spirits even right now. And uh, I just pray everyone get delivered and have the joy unspeakable and full of glory. That's what I pray for. You know, I, 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 I want to go on into new territory in the Word of God. The Word of God unfolds day by day. And I don't want a historical message. I want a living message. So we had a wonderful, wonderful time at camp. Tremendous unity. We had, uh, it was impactful for, from all that labored there than all that attended there and all that didn't attend there. And uh, Sister Karen, Brother Gill, I don't know how many times that it was said to me, where is Brother Gill and Sister Karen? Or here I got them on my phone telling us what we should be doing. Not really, that's my interpretation. <laughs> Suggesting this is how it should be done. But we are a part of it. And the Ashdowns have been a part of all our camps. Um, you know, it's only been over this last couple, couple of years now. We've had just a segregated camp with the U.S. And then we got the Canadians down there this time, and that was wonderful. But coming August, we shall have a camp together. And our speaker this year will be Dwayne Lawson. Amen. Hey, you can clap. I hope he hears that. And so we're looking forward to that. But we're not campground people, right? We're, not, we're everyday people. In fact, I get emails at the time. They said, well, you're having camp every service. Well, that's great. I'm glad everybody feels that way. It's a good thing. I'm sure glad we don't have dead services. And um, in fact, I've got an email, Michael and I, dear brother Tom and brother Michael Ray, shalom. Greetings from India. I'm Miss Raya, resident of India. Greet you and Cloverdale Bible Way in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm so privileged to get connected to you all via the email communication. Would like to glorify our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ, for speaking to me through last week's winter camp. It was such a blessing and truly a breakthrough within my life. Now, let me just say something to you, saints, because I already had this all printed out. Sister Megan knows that. I've got a list of people that have never been to Bible Way. These are people that give to the church, the ministry, that come here and support because they see that there is a church that has a vision. We have a vision, a camp for our children. We have a vision of a school for our children. A lot of people have visions of their own ministries, and that's all they care about. We care about this message because it has transformed us, and if it can transform us, it can transform anyone. And we want to give God the glory, and so we thank God that Sister Raya, she has um, texted us. 
She said, it's, I had a breakthrough in my life. And you think about it, how that message is going out. After our Lord Jesus, I would like to thank Cloverdale Bible Way for arranging the platform through which I've been being in India, was able to witness the blessing and deliverance from Almighty God. And it would be a shame to be sitting here that a sister in India appreciates it, and we just take it for granted. That would be a terrible shame. But that we got a people that enjoy the Word of God and love it with all their hearts. Amen. And God bless you all. It's so lovely to see you this morning. So though I'm not physically present there, still I believe with all my faith I was one spirit with you all. Truly appreciate your stand for the youth of this message. God bless you, and may he use you more in taking this true gospel ahead. I say God bless our dear sister in India. Michael, do you have that for me? I've asked uh, Michael to tee this little portion up I would, before we go to the Word. I'd like you to play it, please, for me. It's our pastor making a comment. We're here just for a short time, and then we're going to leave. We're going to be dispensed with. And if time goes on, many of you folks will be gone. And some of these younger ones and those that are just children in BCA, they're going to take positions. They're going to be deacons and trustees and whatever more. The mission and the vision will still be the same vision. It has to be. I'm really laying it on, you young men and you young ladies. Tell you what, you've got a huge mission. A huge call. This is not something that is supposed to atrophy and diminish down into just some kind of social church going thing. I abhor that. I came out of that. I was delivered from that. I'm not going to give up this flame and fire. I was born in the fire and I can't stand the smoke. If you know what I mean. Preach it. <laughs> Glory. Glory. Amen. That should supercharge you. Because I'm seeing the manifestation of that word. Are you? Look around the room. Look around the room. And if God should tarry and I go by the way of the grave, there will be young men that will continue to preach this gospel because it is a living gospel. Amen. God bless you. I want to, last announcement I'd like to make, we will be having our 50th anniversary service in May, uh, May 19th, if you want to put that down. I know different ones have been saying, well, I missed the announcement, or I didn't quite hear the announcement, but here it's loud and clear. It will be May, Lord willing, if we're here, our 50th anniversary, May 19th, May the 23rd. Lord willing, Brother Tim Pruitt, Brother Ron Spencer, and Brother David Mayer will be here assisting in the meetings. Amen. We are going to have a wonderful time. Amen. Amen. And of course, the announcement is open for those that wish to come and to be with us. We would love, be, uh, we would love to have them that join with us. 
But we never know from one day to the next whether the next um, number of this, what do they call it? Omicron 59, 49, 55, 6, 6, 9 more. Because they all are coming up with a new one. But, you know, we press on. And so we are planning it, and Lord willing, we're having it as our local assembly here. And people would like to join us, and they're welcome to come. And we're just going to have a wonderful time rejoicing. To think that a man had a vision, and God moved him here to, you know, people, I, I, I drive them all around all the time, anybody that's visiting. And uh, Brother Glover, he came a little couple of days earlier, and I drove him around Cloverdale, and I said, well, that's just a bunch of bush, and that was just a bunch of bush. There was no, there was no houses here, no nothing. He says, was there anybody here? I said, well, we are a one-street road with a two-way stop sign, not four-way. We hadn't got there yet, but we had a two-way stop. Big town, <laughs> Jeremy, just huge town. But God, rich in mercy, came here for us. And we're thankful for the vision and the fulfillment of that vision. Well, without any further delay, I think that's all we have for our announcements. Let's turn, let's stand, please. Now, this is going to be a, maybe a little different uh, service, uh, more maybe of an admonishment uh, to go forth and to go forward. We can all have the, the hip hip and the hop and the shout, and the, right? But there is a getting down into the trenches and plowing. And uh, we'll have maybe both. So you stay with me, you pray for me, you pull, and uh, it's you operating the gift. Let's turn to Numbers 32. Now, I just want to uh, uh, say to you all this morning, everything that I will be saying and quoting, I, I want to preface this with, if you want to listen to, um, does God ever change his mind about his word? You can, there's two messages on that. You listen to it. He speaks about Balaam. If you want to listen to anointed ones at the end time, that speaks about Balaam. If you want to get into the church age book, which I might be quoting from, there's a whole section in the Pergamon church age. He speaks about Balaam. And every time he speaks about it, he speaks about it in reference to the children of God stopping them from obtaining what God had promised them. stopping what God has promised the children of Israel. Let's read Numbers 32, verse 32. Numbers 32, verse 32. We will pass over, armed before the Lord, unto the land of Canaan, that the possession of our inheritance on this side of Jordan may be ours. Now I would like us to read it together. We will pass over armed before the Lord into the land of Canaan, that the possession of our inheritance on this side of Jordan may be ours. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word you may have your seat. 
I'd like to speak on, and probably maybe take a few services on, the other side of Kadesh. I'm not staying on this side. No devil, no Balaam, no Balak, no Moab, no nothing. Going to stop us on this time round to get across Jordan River. We're going for a change. No church, no individual are going to dampen our spirit to try and say, just don't get a little bit fanatic. Join us. Cause us to be lukewarm. Everything in Satan's Eden. Are you listening, everybody? Young people, I want to see your hand. You're awake. Everybody listening. Because when you fall asleep, I'm quitting. Everything of Laodicea is geared to make you lukewarm. And I'd like to hear an amen from all the elders of the church. The spirit of Laodicea is lukewarmness. And so everything, feelings, emotion, what people say, what they do, is to keep you lukewarm. Get your eyes off the prize. We know there will be rumors of wars. We know that. That's Bible. We know there shall be signs in the heavens. We know that. That's Bible. We know there shall be pestilences. That's Bible. But we also know that there will be a people that are alive and remain to the coming of the Lord. And they remain in the Word. 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 Word prophet. Word bride. Everybody get that? Word prophet. Word bride. The word has never been defeated. Never been lukewarm. Always on fire. Listen, saying, stand for something. Stand for something. People stand for transgender. Come on. It's garbage. Man, they put stuff on with their washroom signs and everything. They stand for that. They've been parading that since the 70s. And they're achieving it. So if that, that perversion can do that, can we not stand for thus saith the Lord? Stand in your home. Stand before your children. Stand before your wives. This is either the truth or it's not. Stand for truth. People say, oh, I just want to bring it softly and tenderly and all that sort of stuff. How's that doing for you? How's that working out? Colder, 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 colder. Woo! Sure different than what I used to sing. Hotter, 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 higher. <laughs> Getting the point? This is what we live in. This is what you're contending. Everybody has an opinion and everybody has a right to say something. The only opinion I got is this. You walk away from this, you walk away from me. You walk away from this, you walk away from me. Period. 
It's my life. I'm not here to win friendships. I'm here to stand for Christ. Strike it while it's hot. How many have ever heard that expression? James, you never heard that one before? I'm going to help you. This is an English one. Strike it while it's hot. You know what that was referring to? That was referring to is when there is a blacksmith. That's why I feel like a blacksmith this morning. <laughs> With my billows. Huh? With a horseshoe. And if the fire's not hot, the horseshoe is not pliable. If it's cold, it's going to stay that way. But I want a well-fitted shoe. Shit! Shod by the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want that fire hot. Amen. If you ever worked with anything hot, it's, it's treacherous. Treacherous. I hate electricity and molded iron. I, it, they freak me out. An electrical socket freaks me out. Because I know if I do it wrong, I'm going to get it. Huh? And if I work with hot metal iron, it's so hot, it's going to burn my hand. But I want this word to be hot, alive, where it can be moldable, pliable. Because when it cools, you watch people's hearts harden. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. When you cool off, mm. Hey, you've seen it. It's no big mystery. But you see somebody like, come on, Gabe. I, 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 you're just a great guy to pick on. You get a guy like Gabe that get really saved, huh, Gabe? Really saved. Really filled with the Holy Ghost. I got to come to your barber shop. Because I know I'm going to get a message from his scissors. Anybody sits in that chair, look out. Missiles are going to fly. And we've seen proof and results of it. Hot. We're living in the final hour. No big revelation there. Brother Ram calls it the Exodus hour. It's the hour of total and full redemption. To the covenant people, to the elected and chosen people, God's grace sent a messenger with a message. No different than he sent Moses to Israel for their exodus. It was the grace of God that sent Moses. It was the grace of God that sent Malachi 4. Without Malachi 4, you're cold. Without Malachi 4 burning in your ears, day in, day out, you're cold. It's just not knowing about Malachi 4. Malachi 4 was pointing us to Jesus Christ. So it was the grace of God that sent Malachi 4 that came with a pillar of fire to give us an exodus expectation. True. True. So Exodus 3 and 7, if you want to write it down, don't, don't, 
Don't turn because we've got a number of scriptures we're going to go through here. Exodus 3 and 7, the Lord said, the Lord said, the Almighty said, the Omnipotence said. This is not man saying. This is God saying. And the Lord said, I have seen the affliction of my people which are in Laodicea. Might as well read it up today, newspaper. You heard about it on the weekend. Read all about it. God in his mercy, God said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt. And I've heard their cry by reason of their taskmaster, for I know their sorrows. God knows our sorrows. He knows our cries. Amen. And I, Revelation 10.1, I am come down. Now, I want you to take a look at the way that the word of God has said this. Not I have come down. Because that would then mean it was in a past. But it says in the present. I am. He's the I am. He's your I am. He knows your sorrows. He knows your cries. He knows your heartaches. And he has come down. Hallelujah. To hear your cry. To answer your prayers. Amen. You want to talk about a war room? One of the brothers said, we have a war room. That's called a prayer war room. That's not getting down on your knees. Oh, God, do this. It's brothers calling out on God. Save this son. Save this daughter. May this camp be a camp like we've never experienced. Did he do it? Yes, he did. I hear your cry. You need to know that. Each parent needs to know that. I know your cry. Your daughter needs an experience. I know that cry. Your wife needs deliverance. I know that cry. Your husband needs saving. I know that cry. Hallelujah. I told myself I wouldn't get excited. Terrible. Terrible start. I am come down to deliver them out of every snare. I add that there. Out of Egypt. I come down to deliver you out of every situation you are in. And if you don't take it this morning, it's your problem. But I believe my Jesus is here right now. And if you can do it, that little Syrophoenician woman, she beat herself through the crowd. If I could just but touch the hem of his garments. Hallelujah. I got a lunatic daughter. Come on, come on. How many want to reach out this morning? Because I heard your despairing cry. Hallelujah. Do you know what it is to be bound? Yes, I do. Do I know what it is to be whipped? Yes, I do. Do I know what it is to be free? Yes, we do. Listen, I'm not, I'm so thankful I don't have a television. I'm garbage. 
You got guys kissing guys, girls kissing girls. It's pathetic. And your children, not your children, their children, see that from a young age and see it as normal. I rebuke that demon. You're going to have to deal with it, Orrin, when, that God, when God gives you a baby and you got to go to ch- uh, school and they got a mixed up, meddled up book that you got to read. I thank God he gave us that school. I thank God for Brother Phil Gertson. I pray for these teachers and Brother Tim. And I don't know why all our children aren't there. Because I'll tell you what, those baby Amorites are right over there. And those spirits jump on children. And it's your fault, Daddy. Mm-hmm. God has provided. God has given. Oh, I want them to experience what... They, listen, school is not what you experience. And I don't know why I'm here, but I'm letting you know right now. School is not what we experience. They aren't making out in washrooms like they do now. They aren't doing perversion like they're doing in my day. And you want to give your children to that? I said, let it go. Is, by the way, Christian Academy perfect? No. Are we trying to keep them in an atmosphere? Yes. Do they have to get saved? Yes. But I'd rather them in that atmosphere. With these brothers that are giving morning devotions. Teachers giving morning devotions. You might as well say amen with me. Amen. Brother Nathaniel, I'm thankful for your two sons, for their example that they were at that school. And I do not believe that they would have been that way unless they would have been there. I'm sorry. I'm going to tell it like it is. I, 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 I had three boys. Three boys. Sam went the mountain. Michael couldn't stand two months of it. Homeschooled. Every child, yes, is different. Joel... I'd never send him to mountain. Sorry, Joel. You know this anyways. And he knows this anyway, so there's nothing out of tail here. So we had to find a sort of Christian Bible private school. And every time I drove him to school, I said, son, this is not a Christian school. We're Christians. Did you have your battles? Yes, he had. Did I have my battles? Yes, we did. But we made it, Brother Joel. We made it by the grace of Almighty God. To God be the glory. Why? He hears your cry. He sees your affliction. And he will deliver you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Number 33 and 53 says, And you... You shall dispose of the inhabitants of the land. This is God speaking. You shall. You shall. Why? Because they're under anointing. They're under promise. They're under a prophecy. You shall dispose of the inhabitants of the land. And you shall dwell in the land. Well, I'm not talking about now Canaan land as such. I'm talking about moving over Kadesh into another dimension. That land is my land. I trust it's your land this morning. Let's dispose the enemy this morning. Uh Uh-huh. Let's dispose them. 
Look at the absurdity of this age. Even Lot was grieved. If Lot, a penny, could be grieved, how about the silver dollar? You should be a hundred times grieved. Hundred times grieved. Moreover, in 1 Corinthians 10 and 1, moreover, brethren, I would not have you ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. My, Paul's writing. And we're all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And all did eat the same spiritual meat, and did all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of the spiritual rock that followed them. That rock was Christ. I would love to preach on that message right now. That rock that followed two million people, fed their cattle, fed their sheep, fed their goats, fed everybody, followed them. How could they deny God? Never. And you have been given water, 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 water from this rock, Christ Jesus. Amen. It has quenched your thirsty soul. Hallelujah. They, can you imagine? 40 years. I would wonder how big that rock was. But it's like when uh, one fellow, I, I, I looked up a picture of the rock. And they got this monstrosity walk. And that water going out is... <laughs> no wonder it was in a Reformation age. They let us draw it. You know... <laughs> Can you imagine two million people standing in line? Hmm? For a little bit of They were gushing. That's why Jesus said, out of your bellies. Come on. Out of your bellies shall flow rivers of living water. Because that water that was in him is in you. Come on. I say to the people of God, rejoice this morning. This is for your example. Hallelujah. And we're all baptized, all drank from the same spiritual rock. And many of them, God was not well pleased. Because you know what? He sees your heart. I don't have to discern your heart. God's already discerned it. God already saw their murmurings. Who would murmur? You think that caught God by surprise? A bunch of murmurers? Murmur, murmur, murmurers. Why don't you do this? And why don't you do that? And why don't you... Leave it to Moses. You're not called to be Moses. Ooh, that one went over real big. Leave it to the pastor. You're not the pastor. Ooh. Uh huh. Listen, folks, if everybody here gets into judges and every man does right in his own eyes, we have missed the rapture. Come on. We have missed it. Let's stick with the message. Say what the message says. Yes, sir. 
Out of the message, thirsts, since we've been talking about being thirsty. Yeah, you made me thirsty. How that Israel went down there. And let this be a warning to you Pentecostals. I'm looking at every one of you. Not one of you can hide behind somebody's head. And you can look at me, nod your head, and over like this and over like that. It has nothing to do with me. I'll preach the word and I'll be answerable for what I say. You will be answerable what you hear. And if you don't want to hear it, that's fine. But you're going to be answerable anyways. That's what Brother Ken always used to tell me. He said, every time I witness to you, you're going to be judged more. <laughs> that, that was a, uh, a bittersweet, you know what I mean? There was a love-hate relationship there. I love to hear it, but I don't want to hear it because if I hear it, I'm judged by it. But anyways, we will let the word judge us as it is. Thank you, Michael. How that Israel went down, and let this be a warning to you Pentecostals. Lord, across the land, how that Moses, a prophet, came down into Egypt to fulfill the word of God to bring them. Now, here he goes, evening light. I love that. Here's a prophet bringing a message out of Egypt into our day. He sent a prophet to bring them evening light. So God sent us a message to bring us evening light. How they've seen the miracles. How we've seen them. Look at this room full of miracles. How many miracles have we got in this room? <laughs> yeah, that's not a trick question. That is, a, that is just a simple question, and it just is a simple answer. Brother Bram said, for you to see a miracle, you have to be a miracle. So every one of you that are born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, are a miracle. <laughs> Take that one, devil. You ain't got us. You thought you got us, but you can't have us. My name is written in the book. Not the, just not an ordinary book, but in the book of redemption. Hallelujah. I moved a long time ago. God knew that there would be, a, Brother Bram talked about invisible union, Lamb's book of life, the book of life and the Lamb's book of life. There's some people that didn't even get erased. Whew. I, and I, you know, I digress, but would you stay with me? I thought, you know, I'm going to look up Convention of Atheists. Don't do it. <laughs> Stupidity, and they call us stupid. Ignorant. Ignoramuses, don't know what we believe, don't know nothing. Anytime I got to sit in an auditorium to listen to a doctor, 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 and say, I came from a fish. And they say, we're crazy? No, no, no. It used to be an amoeba. But now we're come from a fish. Well, wherever the fish came, it had to be an amoeba. Really? Oh, by the way, the whale and the hippopotamus are cousins. Brother Tim. I took the boys. We were on the west coast of Vancouver Island to the naturalist area of, of uh, the west coast of the island there at um, Long Beach. And they showed some, uh, they were giving us an explanation of the ocean and everything like that. And they were going to show us now the progression of evolution. And all of a sudden, a killer whale came on the shore and morphed into a, day's, a dairy cow. <laughs> I said, honey, get the boys up and we're out of here. 
Anytime you can stretch your brain to get a killer whale to a dairy cow, but you don't understand it takes great faith to believe this. That's what we say. Huh? And they get paid way more than we do. And their audience had to be 4,000 people. And I said, are there 4,000 people in one city that crazy? Well, obviously there's more because they're having convention after convention of atheism. And they have the Archbishop of Canterbury debating one of the top scholars. It's ridiculous. What does he know about the Bible? So they, it's a setup. What to do? Confuse your mind. But God sent Malachi 4 with an angel of the Lord himself in attendance. Not a fish, not a hippopotamus, but God himself descended with a shout voice and a trump. Saints, I'm getting ready to leave. It's getting crazier and crazier and crazier. And they're mockers. They are mockers. Mockers of Christianity. And then they have a Mormon come up. And they have a Mormon and they tear him apart. Well, of course, they tear him apart. It's the book of Mor- Macaroni, is what I call it. Not the book of Mormon. Some guy writes it down and it's like one guy said to him, he says, Really? Here's, what was his name? Joseph Smith? Yeah? In the 1800s, right? And he's riding along in his donkey and his carriage and all these Mormons. And I'm not mocking the Mormons. I'm just saying it's just craziness. And uh, these and thou's and thou shalt's and thou is. They said they didn't talk like that then. Why did he write a book like that then? He says it's a phony manuscript. And even if the atheists say it, surely we can say it. It's all phony. But there was an angel. That did come down. Not hidden in a forest, but stood with that prophet around the world. 33 years. Saying, if I've told the truth, he'll vindicate it. Did he vindicate it? Yes, he did. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands. He said, if there's one time, one time, can you imagine a man exposing himself like that? One time. One time, tell a lie. He said the angel wouldn't be there. One time. And people lie all over the place today. But my Bible says all liars go to the pit of hell. So we got to get that lying spirit off us. Say what the prophets say. Say what the Bible says. And do not stray from it, whatever you do. Amen. Let this be a warning to you, Pentecostals, he said. The Lord's crossed the land, and how that Moses, a prophet, came down into Egypt to fulfill the word of God, to bring them the evening light to them. Sister Hope, you can go home today, tell the girls, you can sit down around the table with the blessed assurance that the angel of the Lord himself, the Lord Jesus Christ, has come in this generation to guide us out of Laodicea. Amen. How they followed him across the Red Sea, baptized him into the wilderness, 
and they ate angels' food that fell from heaven and then refused to take all the word? Is he not the same yesterday, today, and forever? That's why Brother Bram said in Invisible Union, there'll be very, 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 very few, but I am one of the few. Sing it together. We are one of the few. Amen. There's going to be few, but I'm one of the few. I don't know about them. Listen, the whole world is going and is shot and is gone. But there's a people anointed under a messenger. Yeah. Go have your fun. Go find out how much a bottle. Brother Bram said a liquor bottle. You know what a liquor bottle is, young people? Those that maybe be tempted to maybe have your cronies, your buddies, pass you a drink. Brother Bram said, in that bottle is every adultery and fornication. Listen, saints, I, I, I'm going to preach what the prophet taught us. Sometimes, you, you know, we, we just have to say what the prophet said. And so you say, oh, it's just a drink. It's just a sociable drink. But that drink will lead to another thing. You'll start flirting with somebody. You'll be in bed with somebody. And you'll be sorry because of somebody. But by God's grace, he sent a message. And that water is flowing. Washing us. Cleansing us. Telling us how to dress. How to act. How to speak. How to eat. This message is all-encompassing, friends. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. But they refuse to take all the word. They refuse to take it all. You can't even forgive one another. That, which should be the easiest thing? Uh, where am I going down with this one? Huh? Thank you. You can ask your little child to say sorry, forgive your little brother. Even at a young age. And they go, mm. <laughs> I won't look at anybody. It, it's, it, it's in you. But didn't my Jesus not say, unless you forgive, you can't be forgiven? So you want to stand that on there that day with that account on your shoulders? No, sir. You might as well look at everybody in the eye right now and say, I forgive you. I forgive how you felt towards me. I forgive how you spoke against me. I forgive how you acted in me, towards me. I, I'm being sincere. I want no trouble at the river. You know another one? No trouble at the river? You should look up that quote. You better pay your debt. Whew. Boy, Brother Tomlin, what are you doing? I'm drinking from the rock, brother. I'm drinking from a fountain that does not stop. It washes me. It cleanses me. Do not owe. He says, you can have a car payment. You can have a mortgage payment. You can have this payment. But if you owe a brother, you pay that debt. That's what your messenger said. That's what he said. Oh, if you want the book, by the way, it's Christ revealed in his own word. That's before he preaches. You want to maybe write that one down, some of you. I'm not looking at anybody. Then refused to take all the word. When they came back to Kadesh Barnea, to Kadesh Barnea, from the promised land, they said, they're like giants. I want you to say, no, they're not. 
Those Amalekites are not giants to me. Those Jebusites are not giants to me. They are like bread to me. Come on, Caleb. Yes, sir. I don't care whatever it is. I look at that. Hey, I think it, it, was, it was a rebuke to Israel when Caleb at 83 or 87 years old says, I was on this mountain and I want this mountain because there's the giants on this mountain. Come on. Huh? <laughs> he, he wasn't a, well, I'm past of age and uh, I'll take the easy flat land where the grain is to be. No, he said, give me my mountain, sharpen my sword, and I'm going after those giants. I said, they'd be like bread, and my God is greater than those giants. It was not in his ability. I will get there. It is not in our ability to overcome. It's him overcoming in you. All you have to do is let go and let God overcome through you. But you like it too much. You like to be in that little space. But God wants to get you out of that space. He wants you free. He wants you to rejoice. He wants you to love him and praise him. Amen. This is my promised land. Those are my giants, and I can do it. Mm-hmm. I can do it. God said, I've already given you the land. Jesus said, they are everyone perished that didn't believe they could conquer their land. Wow, wow. That's where it gets sober. That's where it's watchmen, what are the nighttime? So there is a land. Brother Frank, you're still here. You know, I don't mean still here. I mean, you're not asleep. Like, here is a precious brother who just turned 96 last week, our oldest saint. And I always have thought you as Caleb taking your mountain, Brother Frank. God bless you and belated happy birthday. <laughs> amen. It's not quite as loud as it used to be, Brother Frank, but I'll take your amen. God has acted to the covenant people without any effort of themselves. God did this without any of their effort. He sent freely from heaven to his covenant people the act of grace. Upon the sovereignty of his promise, he sent Moses. Upon the sovereignty of his promise, he sent Malachi 4. What we have then is again prophet and pillar of fire. It's an act of grace, and it's the sovereignty of God. God, Brother Bram said, provided us a deliverer. Yes, he did. He provided us a savior. Yes, he did. He, he, he provided to us the grace that it needs to, to obtain our inheritance. Yes, he has. So you were a people that were under bondage. Mm -hmm. Under sin, sickness, you were in crisis, yep, whipped, beaten, mm -hmm. whipped and beaten. 
But because the children of Israel were a covenant people, God always had something before them to keep them under expectation. Because it was a prophecy through Abraham that they would sojourn in a strange land for 400 years. But in that time, Joseph prophet came on the scene. And he says, when God takes you from this land, take my bones. Not if he takes you from this land, when he takes you from this land. So every day when they were beaten down, every day you went to work, every day they had something to look to because there was a promise of deliverance. Saints, every day you can put on a message. Every day you can hear about Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And you can look on the calendar, 385, 392. We come into the time. Hmm. Remember, these were ones that were our examples. When they first came to Kadesh and they couldn't, they didn't want to go over because there were walled cities and they were giants that they had to be numbered from 20 years up and older and every one of them died before going in the land because they wouldn't believe God's word. That's why if you want an interesting book, it's called the book of numbers because it's all full of numbers. They're always numbering, number, number, number. So when they numbered Israel, they saw that there was six. Let me get the correct number for you. Oh, they numbered them from 20 years of age to up. That was 603,550 graveyards. Whew. Can you imagine? What should that do for the younger generation that was going to come up? That was 20 and under. That were going to be 38 years. Walking and seeing 600 and something thousand graves. I'm not going to be them. I'm not going to be them. God promised me. I'm not going to do what they did. I'm not going to murmur. I'm not going to complain. If God gave me the land, give me my sword. 30 years came by and Joshua and Caleb says, hey, it's us too, buddy. It's you and me. Just you and me. You and me are going. Hey, another one died. Just you and me, buddy. I don't believe that they were not, I, I believe they were pretty excited about seeing that last one. Amen. And that's pretty weird to say that, isn't it? That is weird. I'll admit it. But it was prophesied that they're going to die. Because they wouldn't take the promise. It nevertheless is true. Right? It's nevertheless true. Then Joshua gets into uh, Caleb's tent that night and he says, I guess this is it, buddy. We're going through with the new generation. <laughs> with the next generation. You. Hallelujah. <laughs> wow. It's incredible. It's incredible. But when it's a revelation, saints of God, it's unshakable. Amen. They took, Joseph said, take an oath of the children of Israel saying, God will surely visit you and you will carry up my bones. And then in Exodus 13 says, and Moses took the bones of Joseph. 
That was a revelation. <laughs> it lasted 400 years. How long is your revelation? Some people's revelations, they say, only lasted 5, 7, 12, 20. But if you had a true revelation, you can never be shaken. I don't care what weirdness comes by. I will not be moved. What, 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 did, what Peter said, who, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. What did Jesus say? Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona. Flesh and blood had not revealed this to you, but my Father which is in heaven hath revealed this to you. And upon this rock I'll build my church. Upon this revelation I'll build this church. And the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. No devil, no Laodicean spirit, no unclean devil going to shake me. No tribulation, no persecution, no nothing is going to move us from going past Kadesh. Amen. I'm not interested in the natural land. I'm only interested in Beulah land. Heavenly land. Future home. Things that are to be. That is my land. Hallelujah. So you can say, blessed art thou, Thomas Ray. Put your name there, Sister Victoria Adamora. Blessed art thou, Victoria Adamora, for my daddy and mommy didn't reveal this to you. But my father, which is in heaven, hath revealed this to you. Your friends don't go. Family might not go. But I'm going to see the king. Hallelujah. Hey, you think it's weird now? Man, we didn't even know it would get this weird a year ago. <laughs> it is crazy weird. And it's going to get crazy weird. You kids, you young people, Brother Bram said now, he said, if I go by the way of the grave, you come back to this tape and you'll find out it's thus saith the Lord. He said it's going to wax worse, worse, Worse. But you can say, Satan, I'm chosen. I never chose Jesus. Jesus chose me. I'll take you back to St. John 5 and 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. That's my scripture. Then Jesus turns around in John 15 and 16 says, you've not chosen me, but I've chosen you and I've ordained you. I have predestinated you. I have called you. That you should bring forth fruit, and your fruit shall remain. That's the part I love, is having the fruit of the Spirit and not losing it through trial and tribulation. How you doing, Shadrach? Just fine. How you doing, Meshach? Glory to God. Why? Their fruit remained, and your fruit will remain. Why? Because God, you never chose God. God chose you and I ordained you. And not one demon 
No situation will pluck you. Not one. Not one trial. Not one situation. Not one brother. Not one sister. I don't have to pump you up. I just have to speak the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. No devil. That's the protection, brother Jeremy. That's our protection. We got blood protection. We got blood protection. The devil says, well, death is in the land. Of course death is in the land. We see it everywhere. But I'm in the blood. Yes, sir. I was covered in the blood of the lamb. I passed from death unto life. I'm the high priest of my home. Amen. And I take control over every demon that would try to come into my home. Hmm. You say, Brother Tom, were you that fanatical 40-some odd years ago? Mm-hmm. I was that, I mean, I, I was. Brother Ken did not tell you. We, have we changed, Ken? We haven't changed a bit. Just maybe more vocal. John 10, 28 said, I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. I want you to put that, tuck that in your heart. Sister Karen, you up there, up in the balcony, he said, I'll never perish. I've accepted him. I'm identified in his death, burial, and resurrection. God, fill me with the Holy Ghost and fire. No devil can take me. God chose me. Hallelujah. You can have that rest within your heart. Amen. Brother Bram goes on to say, now we're in the last hour. We're in the same church age. Every messenger's given to his age, gave his message in his age, and we're here at the end of the age, and we see that God has vindicated with signs and wonders, and nobody, woo, no unbelieved sign, nobody can deny that this is true. You might as well say it like it is. They are unbelievers. Enemies of the cross. Say, oh my goodness, Brother Tom. Listen, I'll stand with Joshua and Caleb. Listen, there was a lot of children of Israel that got eaten up by the earth. Who's on the Lord's side? And the earth swallowed them up. Oh, pity, 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 pity. No, God did that. Man didn't do that. Man doesn't do it. God does the separating. And nobody, nobody seems to be everybody. That's anybody is a nobody. Nobody can say it's not so. 1100 some tapes, go for it. Did he tell the story correctly the second time? I don't even tell the story correctly the second time. Well, he left this out and he left that out. I do all the time. I got a two-hour testimony. I keep it in two minutes sometimes. Five minutes, 35 minutes, two hours. Tom's not a preacher because he left something out. Really? Are we going to swallow that? No, we can't, saints of God. Brother Branham said, nobody can come against this because it's never failed. Does man fail? Absolutely. But does God's word never fails? My. Trouble with people is they want to make Brother Branham God. 
That's the big problem on both sides of the spectrum. At this end, they want to make him deity. On this end, they say, well, he did that. If he was God, he didn't. Saints, let's walk the middle of the road. He was a man like you and I, but he was a vessel that God used. He loved that vessel. I love that vessel. I'd love to have that picture Brother Briscoe had. Yeah. So I don't have belt buckles, but I love the prophet. I don't know how the buck, ball, buck buckle got in there, but. So now the challenge is, saints of God, not to worry about just eking yourself out in Laodicea because this is not our land. Oh my goodness. I got three yeses through and an amen. Yeah, but it is hard. It's true. It's true. It's hard. And hey, the taskmaster's out there to make it a little bit harder next week. And he'll want more hours out of you in the next week after that. Oh, he'll give you a bigger paycheck. Come on, Balaam. Come on. Woo, Balaam's out to destroy you. Because when they came around again, there was a Balaam spirit. The first was there were giants in the land or there were walled cities and we looked like grasshoppers. Second time round, second generation. Had to go through their trial. Had to go through their trial. Everybody still with me? Okay, just over an hour. Kim, is that okay? Do you preach longer than an hour in school? Okay. Brother Kim gave me the thumbs up. When you give me the thumbs down, I quit, okay? So here we are. 38 years, got to go through the wilderness. It's only 15 miles. <laughs> hey, Moses, I'm done with this. I'm going to go 15 miles. No, the children of Israel follow the prophet and that pillar of fire. Around and around and around and around and around. 40 years until they died. Actually, it was 38 until they came to Kadesh Barnea. And the sum of them, when he came into numbers, was 603,550. But after 40 years of them dying in the wilderness, the children of Israel came, and they were renumbered again. God is a God that knows your exact number. Hallelujah. So he counted them before they went in the land, and he counted them, and they're only a thousand or so difference. So God, they had, if there was a lot of deaths, there's a lot of births. We see people pass, Sister Bev, but we've been birthed, haven't we? We were birthed together. Bev, John, Larry, me, we're still here. Seems a long time. No, it just seems like a blink now, doesn't it, Brother Larry? It just seems like a blink. But I'm going to my land. I'm a Joshua. I'm a Caleb. I don't care who. You say, well, you cannot be Joshua. I'm Brother Branham with Joshua. Okay. I'm Caleb then, okay? I mean, how many Noahs can there be? Brother Branham said if there's uh, going to be one that makes it, who is it? All right. So then how many Noahs are there? Hello, Noah. How many Caleb's are there? Uh-huh. 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 We watch them. They come. They go. They come. They go. But God adds and adds and adds and adds. Come, go, adds, adds. Come, go. Come. God is God. 
That's it. That's it. Oh, I don't like the way Tom got new glasses. I don't like the, I like these other ones. The ones that had purple arms on. I'm leaving. <laughs> Silly. He didn't talk to me in the foyer. I, hey, I, I, I'll, bring up, I'll bring up stuff. Don't worry. He walked, I know he walked right by me and he intended not to say hello to me. Are you kidding me? I got 15 people trying to shake my hand. I'm leaving. Well, if it can be that small, that's how small your revelation was. But if you had a revelation, you couldn't go. Say, oh, Brother Tom, he would have liked to have shaken my hand, but he just was too busy. Maybe next time. Right, Brother Sam? How many times did we miss each other on the phone? We, we play full tag how many times? <laughs> Till he's desperate. It's all the time. But for some crazy reason, people murmur. The rock's there. Manna, every day is falling. What did the rabbi say? If you thought it was turkey, it was going to be turkey. T-bone steak, it was T-bone steak. That's what the rabbi said. Hey, that's oral law, and I won't get into that. He didn't like me questioning oral law. But they had heavenly manna. And Jesus said, I was the bread that came down from heaven. They were eating Jesus. Come on. So now the children of Israel had a Kadesh. So did the Jewish church have a Kadesh. Because Jesus said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part of me. They had to come to a Kadesh. And we have come to another Kadesh called the opening of the word. 10,000 friends will leave me. But I want to say to the prophet, 10,000 people will come to you. Kadesh, Kadesh, Kadesh. But we don't stay on this side. We're going over. Amen. You're preaching the voice right out of me. The time has come, Sister Sherry. Time's come for crossing. Time's come, Anthony, Andrew, to fart. Anthony, where are you? Right behind your book, right there. Time's come for crossing. But ba- just a minute, Balaam's coming. Woo! Just remember, gonna be a trial. Got one punch coming at you. Let's all be one. Let's all fellowship together. Wow. All right, you're right. Now, you've got to remember, Moab was Lot's son. Moab was Lot's son. Because Lot had an illegitimate relationship with his own daughter and bare son, Moab. And Moab multiplied and became a nation. And Balaam was a prophet in that nation. That's why Brother Bram said they had seven altars. They worshiped the same. They had the seven bullocks, seven rams. They knew exactly how to worship, but did they have the power? He said Balaam could do exactly what was Israel was doing. Uh-huh. I'll look at you, Eli. You could do exactly, they could do exactly what you're doing, Eli, and get no results and not see the pillar of fire, not see the cloud, and not see the presence of God in the camp. And you say, it's so evident. Hmm. 
I knew that this was going to be the slogging part. But I'm going to read it from the prophet. Listen, the bride's not an ecumenical church. We're not. Nope. Never have been, never will be. The Anglican church, they tried to get to Brother Biscoe and say, why don't your young people come over and have, be a part of our church, to liven up our church when Bible Way was first started? Something to that effect. Really? <laughs> it, just, it just, you can't. You just can't. He says, now, we have to stand strong knowing who we are in Christ. Knowing we are more than able to destroy anything the enemy throws at us. Whether there's a 1,999,995 against you. I'll give five for Moses, Aaron, Eliezer, Joshua, Caleb. We can't go over. And my precious brother Caleb says, we're more than able. Can you imagine? Collectively, that's a lot of people. And they took up stones to stone him. And sometimes I feel like maybe somebody wants to stone me. But you know what? They couldn't stone him. They couldn't stone him. Because he was the one that was chosen. Because Caleb has a different spirit. Only he and Joshua will make it into the land. Not even Moses. Because he struck the rock twice. He got to see the land, but he didn't get to go in the land. So the prophecy had to be fulfilled. There was only two that could go in. And I'm sorry, you can believe anything you want today, but I'm the one that's going in. And if there's one more, you got space. So Moses numbered them. And they came up to the wilderness of Paran and to Kadesh. And they brought back an evil report. Said, we can't do it. Caleb steals the, peop steals the people and says, yep, we're going to do it. And Deuteronomy 2 and 4 says, And the space in which he came to Kadesh Barnea until he came to the brook Zered was 38 years, and all the generation of men of war were wasted out among the host as the Lord swore unto them. Scripture has to be fulfilled. They all died. All those that said they were unable to go in. So now we come to our Balaam trial. Because here we are back at Kadesh again. We're ready to go. We're ready to take our land. But Satan always... All right, now, I want you to listen. This is, this is where I'm going to... Satan always tries to kill the bloodline. Are you getting that? He tried to get to Eve to break the bloodline and anointed Cain to kill Abel. Because he knew the promise there would be a seed of the woman would crush his head. So his scheme 
As Brother Brown said in a church age book, his scheme again was to kill that bloodline to now let the Moabitess women marry and have affairs with the sons of God. Mm. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Just before the going in, there has to be, as it was the first time, a revelation that you yourself are actually going into the rapture because you're like Jesus. My, do you think this message came to make us not like Jesus? We sing a chorus, to be like Jesus. So now whatever comes by your way, I'm going to expose that Balaam spirit. Because it is trying to break your bloodline. Brother Bram said he was scheming. He went to God three times. And God has to have a donkey speak to him. Anybody had a donkey speak to you lately? Come on. Somebody had a donkey. Well, we had the talking Mr. Ed sometime, didn't we? It went over a lot of people's heads. That's okay. That's okay. I'm just too old. That's all. So a donkey is now talking to him, and he doesn't even understand a donkey's talking to him. <laughs> You're talking about ignorance. But he's so bent on, so bent on having a bigger congregation, a bigger group of people. I can devise some way. Balak wants me to curse them, curse them, curse them. And God says, you can't curse them. They're blessed, they're blessed, they're blessed. Try and curse one of God's blessed. They're no good. They'll just get better. Come on. He that blesses Israel shall be blessed. He that curses Israel shall be cursed. Go to curse him. He's a rotten scoundrel. But he's not a bad guy after all. Oh, I've got to stop walking all over this platform. Are we okay? <laughs> Shoo. All right. Because I've got to finish this part. So remember, there was 603,550 numbered before going into the wilderness. We got that? But now there's 601,730 new ones. Oh, that church is going to crumble. People come here and find a look around the room and say, I don't know nobody. Well, they all died. But I'm one of the few. As a matter of fact, Tom's still there. Tim's still there. That's amazing. Yeah, we're still here. I can't know where to go but up. Yes, sir. So now that you take the number and you want to do your subtractions, there's a thousand less or, whatever, or, or so. And these were the numbers. And you can take it and if you want to read it, it's Numbers 2651. I'll help you do your study. Then go to Numbers 2663465. 4, he says, well, there was a certain time of journeying. These children of Israel came to Moab. You remember who Moab was? 
He was a son of Lot by one of his own daughters. And Lot, in turn, had a nephew, was a nephew of Abraham. So Israel and Moab were related. They were even related. It even gets weirder. They're related. Some of my relations don't like me. Or you, as a matter of fact. I'll just make, I know I sort of make it personal so you don't feel bad. I got over it a long time ago. The Moabites knew the truth, whether they lived up to it or not. That's what a Moabite is. Related to Abraham, knows the truth, but doesn't live up to it. So at the crossing time, all old unbelievers have all died. But still there was Joshua and Caleb alive. This prince of darkness. Brother Branham calls him that lizard-eyed enemy. Just wanted to crush this people. A people he feared. So they snuck up on the mountain to look down in the camp of Israel and saw their hinder parts. Anybody can criticize, folks. Anybody can criticize. Doesn't take a person with half a brain to criticize. But it takes character to build up. So they're looking down on the tents of Israel and said, look at that, look at that, look at that. God, the Bible says, Brother Ram says, looked down from heaven and said, look at that, look at that, look at that. The presence of God's with them, pillar of fire's with them, the cloud's with them, the glory's with them, God's with them, prophet's with them. God is with you. Hallelujah. He said, how shall I curse whom God cannot curse, hath not cursed? How can I, shall I defy when the Lord has not defiled? From the tops of the rocks I see him, and from the mountains I behold him. Lo, the people shall dwell alone and shall not be reckoned among the nations. Brother Bram goes to saying this in the church age book. God looked down from the top of that rock into the valley of those believers. Saw their bad points. Woo! Now... Who's not an angel? So I don't have any bad points. Really? I do. And God's still working on me. Right, Peter? But God saw those, uh, those points. Brother Bram said bad points. But he still saw God amongst them. God looking down from the top of the rock. Looking at their bad points. Not condemning them. No, sir. Seeing what he wanted to see. It was the height of love. It was the height of mercy. Amen. They dwell alone and they're not organized. They don't have a king, but they got a prophet. And that prophet had a God. And he was the God to those people. That God is my God. But at this time of going over into the change, you're going to have... Your chipmunks, your Balaams, your Balaks. Now watch what Brother Bram said. Give me five more minutes. 
For what did he do now in order to win favor with Balak, this Balaam? He formulated a plan where God would be forced to deal with Israel to the death. Listen, the devil doesn't like you people. He doesn't even like me. No, he's going to fight you to the death. But he can't have us. Now listen to what he said. Just as Satan knew that he could beguile Eve and cause her to fall in fleshly sin, thus causing God to pass his pronounced sentence of death against sin, so Balaam knew that if he could get Israel to sin, God would have to deal with them in death. So he planned a way to get to them. Come join in sin. He sent out invitations to come to the feast of Baalpur. Come and worship with us. Now Israel, no doubt, had seen the feast of the Egyptians. So they did not feel it was too wrong to go. And just to look on and perhaps eat with the people. What is wrong with fellowship anyway? We are supposed to love them, aren't we? Or how can we win them? This is the voice of Malachi 4, trumpeting the voice of God. But when those sexy Moabitist women... Now listen, you start leaving this message. You start leaving this word. You start adding to this message. You watch the women. Eye makeup will come on. Dresses will get shorter. Blouses will be more cleaved. Earrings will come on. Worldliness will come. That's Moabitism. That is not Godism. That's not Methodism. That's not Wordism. He wants to kill the bloodline. I say to you, young man, you look at Holy Ghost-filled women. You young ladies, you look at Holy Ghost-filled men. And if you don't know them, allow time to know them. Now, I'm not going to preach on young people's service. I tell you what, it gets weirder. When you can have young people marrying this message within a year divorced, you've got a problem. You better get in the message. That family better get in the word. I don't care who it is, saints of God. I don't care. Make things right. Get it right. Get the word. Don't let Satan cut your bloodline. Because if he cuts your bloodline, you have no life. So Balaam got Israel to commit fornication. Do you know that physical fornication is the very same spirit that lies in organized religion? I said that the spirit of fornication is the spirit of organization. And all fornicators will have their place in the lake of fire. That is what God thinks of organization. Yes, sir. The whore and her daughters will have their place in the lake of fire. We are not ecumenical. 
We are individual. Be ye separate, saith the Lord. We do not let the standard down. We raise the standard high. Do I hear an amen? amen. Hallelujah. Oh, here's a, here's a good one for you. Christianity versus idolatry. Oh, God's a good God. He just overlooks the whole thing. Here's what your prophet said. He doesn't. He lays a line and draws a plummet, and you've got to come to it. Can I say to you this morning, let's let Baal poor have their party. Let, let Balaam have his teachings. Because it was a teaching of error. And that's a whole other message. And maybe Tim will take it up sometime. I don't know. But that's a whole message in itself. He taught an error. And by that error, remember what the prophet said, the word always corrects the error. So people go out on an error. And it will cause death. But we have no part of error. We stay with truth. Do we love them? Yes. Do we love their souls? Yes. But hate what they're doing? Absolutely. We've been taught better. We're not going to let Baalism come in here, saints. We're crossing over. We're past Kadesh. We're going into, I loved how Michael, I, I looked at that and I thought, man, I wish I could have done that. The way that he did that step. I only got one step. He had three steps there. I go, wow, I'm impressed. We're stepping into another dimension. Don't get caught up with the affairs of this life. Keep your eyes lifting up above. Your redemption is drawing nigh. Hallelujah. We might not see it tomorrow. Russia might. Oh, here comes Putin now with his big threat. I have the atom bomb. Well, so does Korea, or they want to be, Japan, India, Pakistan, Canada. No, do we? No, 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 no. No, we have a, what do they call that? A boat that you push in the water. A spigot? Spigot? No, that's a water thing. Brigate. Thank you, Brother Norm. My dad was in the Corvette. We had the Corvette. I think Norm's dad was, was on the Corvette. There used to be a Navy. There used to be an Army. There used to be an Air Force. But thanks to our politicians... But anyways, I am not a politician. And don't let that political spirit jump on you either. Brother Bram called that in the fourth seal, I believe it is. Three demon powers. Politics, religious, demonic. I am not of this world. I'm of another kingdom. And I'm not going to let the politics, hey, whether it's Trump or Biden, who cares? Come on, I don't care. I do not care. Trudeau, whoever, I don't care. But I know one king. And that King Jesus is my king. Why don't you fly that flag? Yeah, there should be a Christian flag. Did we have a Christian flag at the camp? Yeah, we did. Does it sound like that song? Set that flag flying high. We're just big kids at the Ray Clan. But Brother Bram said, watch this now. They're flirty eyes. They're paints and they're powders. They're fine perfumes. 
to, know, to entice the sons of God against their own women that worked with calluses in their hand because their mother's in the home. That's my line, sorry. I'll tell you when it's Brother Bram, I'll tell you when it's me. They had calluses in their hands. They had no makeup on, but they enticed them. Let us marry one another. Let us be the same people. What a lie. That's your prophet. Do not say that's Tom Ray. I'll say that's Tom Ray because my prophet said it. Can you say it? I'll say what he said anytime, anywhere, any place. He said, what a lie. It was a lie. And you know what? When people start saying things and wanting people to come around them, they do it with a lie. They don't go to the person that they say they did and then try and convince the people that they did and then start something on a lie, it's going to crumble. God only honors truth. And it's Satan that wants to break the bloodline. And then you're out floating on life's terrible sea. Let us marry one another. Let's be the same people. What a lie. That's a lie, he says. You want to read it? God of the civil age. 650801, morning service. It was the lie of the devil for Balaam, that false prophet, to try and prophesy against Moses and try and hold the race together to say, we believe the same God. We offer up the same offerings. We have the same sacrifices. We do everything just alike. Balaam taught the church the same thing. Let us unite. We're all the same. It was the last trick. God never forgave them for believing such a lie. When Balaam added the word, we're all the same, God will never forgive them. We are not the same. We are one people bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, birthed under the bleeding bloody word of the Lamb. You can put your thumb down now, Kim. <laughs> Thank you for being gracious. How many Balaams have we got today that like to use the phony text of Matthew 28, 19 just for conscience sake? How many wants to use Malachi 4 for conscience sake? I thought, wow, wow, this is incredible. I've read the message a lot in my life. I've read this message in particular a lot but use Malachi 4 for conscience sake? For their conscience sake. Barely put a quote up. Barely identify William Branham said this. How many wants to use Luke 17.30 for conscience sake? How many wants to use these things yet? Well, I tell you, I believe they're all mixed up. And then here was Balaam trying to say, perhaps maybe God got mixed up. I'll try again and see what he said. Now he knows money. He need, wanted money. Mm. He wanted to be a dignitary. He wanted to be respected. 
He wanted that job. He wanted a position. He wanted to be looked up to and be called Dr. So-and-so. I'll try it again. Oh, at the Balaam's in the world tonight. Promise positions. Popularity. My, oh, my. They're numbed their conscience by that. I think I, that's enough for part one. Part two is going to be a little bit lighter. You see, saints, everything we go through in this life, any situation we go through, God, you don't think God was big enough not to have that in the message for us? But you know, there was a time that I, I wanted to get into the, the, the Kadesh of Israel, the Kadesh of Jesus, and the Kadesh of the opening, the third pole. I got distracted, forgive me. But you find out more and more, people are listening less and less, and reading less and less, and letting the preachers do the preaching of the message. Thank you, Brother Ricard. This is serious. He never had a prophet go around the world in any age like he did in our age. Burn himself out 20-something days by a pulpit. The only thing he had was orange juice so he could just lay hands on the people so they could get healed. And we don't give it time. We got our own idea. Well, I tell you what, you get in prayer and you get in this message and your attitudes will change. You'll, kind, you'll be kinder, sweeter, softer. How many years, Ben, did you go to school? 19? Whew, that's a long time. And what do you do? Go ahead. You're programming. These programmers are brainiacs. Okay? I admire them. I could never do that. I told Brother Ken the other night, I'm still in a rotary telephone. And I had to try and push that thing back to dial faster. And I said, these brothers are programming stuff. I can't even think. I don't even want my mind to go there because it would all go... It would just go, fizz, fizz, Tom, your brain is not big enough for that. But that took a lot of hard work, didn't it, Brother Ben? It took a lot of hard work. I do want to make this point. To be like Jesus, it's going to take time. Time on your knees. Not just reading it, just saying, Lord, I want to become this. All hell has opened itself. All that, all hell is now coming down to this final point. And you wonder why things are shaking the way they're shaking. But I want you to leave this church this morning. I cannot be shaken.
I will dig deeper. I will pray harder. I will read longer. I will call on my Jesus more than I ever have in my entire life. It's a time of going over. Everyone's dying on the wayside, but God's still adding to the church. And God is not in numbers. Never was. I've preached to one in Aberdeen, Scotland. Well, one person, but my wife was there. That's two, and Quasi and Dorcas was two more. So, But just to one. She wanted to hear about Christ. We'll preach the word, and we don't care about numbers. There'll be those that will fall by the wayside, but I'm not one of them. But I know that God has a replacement for that person. God is concerned. Musicians, please come. God is deeply concerned about the bloodline. How many remember when the queen wanted to kill all the king's children? Except Joab, wasn't it? Josiah. Joash. And they hid him away because he was the king's son. That bloodline of Judah had to continue. And did it? Yes, it did. Can God watch over that bloodline? Yes, he can. Can he watch over the church of the living God? Yes, he has. Will he save your children? Yes, he will. Will he deliver them? Yes, he will. Think about it. The whole house was going crazy. The palace was going crazy. Soldiers are looking, but God will blind them for that one seed. Come on, saints. You are hid under the blood. Hallelujah. You stay under it. Live under it. Speak about it. When I see the blood, whatever key that's in, When I see the blood
who's on a journey? <laughs> Are you going up? I'm going up. <laughs> sang my song and that's the terrible thing when a guy wants to close on a song sing it again what was your opening song no no not next one I can almost see is that the lights of the sea was that no not that one but it's the one with light in it oh <laughs> see the bright lights shine I knew you'd get it Oh, see the bright light shine, it's just about home.
if I could sing like everybody else can, but I can't, I would assign the bloodline. Satan, you can't cross this one. But we'll save it for part two or something, all right? You've been a wonderful, wonderful assembly this morning. Thank you for pulling. God bless you all. I want you to know, Brother Frank has moved to Zion Manor right just down the street here, making him more accessible to us. Let's not all show up at the same time. Like, let's give him space. I don't know. I'll have to talk to Sharon. We, I guess because of COVID right now, we can't see him. But when we can, Brother Frank, you better have a lot of tea ready for us. Eh? All right. We love you, Brother Milko. Nice to have you here this morning, soldier. We're going to fight the great fight of faith, Brother Milko. We still got the fire by the grace of God. We won't let it burn out. Let's bow our heads. Father, it's been wonderful to be in the presence of Almighty God assembled with the saints of the living God. So, Father, as we have taken your word this morning, not wanting to be exercised by the spirit of man, but by the spirit of God, we just pray, Lord, that there'll be something that was ministered that will help your children along this great path. We know we're in the final stages. We're in the crossing over. We're at that testing time, but we will not surrender. We will march forward according to the beat of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So would you be with each family and every individual as we will fellowship this afternoon under the blessings of God. If there be a Wednesday night, Lord, may it just be another crowning service of your glory and of your grace. Bless your people as they go their way. We pray in Jesus' name. Oh, see the bright light shine. You're dismissed. Mm.